host young smooth and you are tuned into another episode of kicking it with young smooth the podcast where i rant i rave over some of the shit i love and plus we go over some of the dopest illest albums of pretty much my era that i love damn it feels good to be back i know i took an extra week but i I, I, i'm getting it together i got a lot of new focus right now i don't know if y'all feel my energy through this mic but we about to, yeah, we about to start coming a little bit harder again because I need y'all to like, share, and subscribe because it's kind of mandatory homework for you. So I need you to do it. I need you to go ahead and do it right now. If you want Apple, I need you to start clicking on, on there and, and subscribe it and tell other people that you listening to it. If you want SoundCloud, I need you to reshare it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if you have a good time with this, definitely reshare. Oh, so a couple things before I go into... Well, first of all, let's go into the regular deck let's get that out the way. You know where you can find me. You can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is technically YouTube Music, which is technically just me and my YouTube page. Then Google Podcasts, the Purple Podcast Player for those that have Apple. And Spotify, along with the YouTube channel as well. We'll be starting to put some more stuff on there. But right now, the reason that I haven't is because my car mount, I left it in my car that got hit by a single mother deer. I have the new single mother deer. I have the new single mother. It's a single mother deer movement. For anybody who has ever been hit by a deer, it can be dangerous. It is. But for the most part, it's just, it's annoying as fuck. This is the second time in six months that this has happened. And mind you, I this is the, the second new car that I got within the year. Like, not bragging, not bragging, just saying. And then the whole single mother deer then jump out. Now, why do I call them single mother deers? They single mother deers because when, if you are in Baltimore, you are in Maryland, when have you seen a buck? I maybe saw one and I definitely was on the outskirts of Maryland. So it just, it just is one of those things. I'm just like WTF all the time. And I'm hoping, I'm about to Google to see if mating season is over. But, um, yeah, so, uh, I haven't given any, like, more videos yet or posted on, uh, Facebook or anything else because I left my mount in that car, so I'm gonna wait to do that because I would like to drive and do it safely, or if not, just at least have the mount because I don't want to hold the phone and drive or hold the phone and be in the car and shit because it's just unnecessary. Um, giving you quality, giving you quality. All right. So the last episode, you know what I mean? We did Lauren Hill's X Factor. Found out some very interesting things about Lauren Hill's X Factor. Um, in addition to that, like, again, one of my favorites and the kick that lyric was also from, okay. The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. The song was The Final Hour. Did you get that kick, that lyric? Yo, what I'm going to end up having y'all do, if y'all put emojis anywhere, make sure y'all put y'all sneaker emojis up in the chats and in the comments on any of this below. Definitely want to see if you listening and you paying attention. I appreciate y'all. Y'all already know what it is. 
All right, this week's kick that lyric comes from one of my faves, and I have a, quite a few. Um, and definitely from one of just just an iconic person, and y'all already know kind of where that is. Um, it's a deep cut. It's more of an album cut than anything else. It never got any kind of radio play or anything like that. Um, so if you know, you know, if you don't know, you don't know, but if you do know, throw a sneaker up. All right, cool. That's what we're doing. We're going to move on with the sneakers. That's, that's where I'm failing at this point. So that anytime you kicking it with me, you got your sneakers on. All right, cool. The new kick that lyric reads as such, yo, eight mil on that new thing tied up like my shoestring Ain't fucking with you bitch niggas and that's real rap. But I do sing. Make room when I come by. Ain't speaking. I'm dumb high. Just heard niggas got jokes. It's a matter of fact. Oh, sorry. It's a matter of time before one dies. Cause them dudes out and them tools out. All sixes like schools out. Niggas know when they talk slick that I'm winter fresh. They'll get chewed out. Cause them dudes out and them tools out. All sixes like schools out. Niggas know when I talk slick that I'm winter fresh. They'll get chewed out. This shit ain't regular rich. So they end up in a ditch. I'm not a regular bitch. So when niggas see me, they jump on my dick. He ain't a regular shooter. So when you see me, salute Ain't got a knife in my hand, but I'm chopping it up with some niggas from Cuba. Yo, bar sensitivity. This person, every single time this person makes me happy. Y'all, y'all, I know y'all already know. If you ever listen, you already know. But if you know what the deep cut is, give me the name of the artist and the name of the song. It's real shit. And I'm going to be reposting it. We're going to get on our shit. We're going to do it. Let's go. All right. So, in news that you can and cannot use, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give it to you straight like this. Oh, before I get into news that you can and cannot use, I, uh, yes, side note, um, I am back in my hosting bag, which um, recently I just did a pre-Halloween party um, that was nuts at the Green Turtle. Um, I had so much freaking fun, um, and I really appreciate all of y'all for coming out. So I definitely hope that we could do it again and hopefully we'll do something pre Thanksgiving, which we only have a couple of weeks to go. So I need to follow up on that and hopefully get y'all a flyer out soon. So love everybody. Hope y'all come out. Have a good time. Let's go. Let's turn up. You know, your boy is in the building. Let us go. Anyway. Moving on, Kanye West appears on Drink Champs podcast. Yay is coming or has came now at this point to Drink Champs. The rapperly formerly known as Kanye West is set to make was set to make his first appearance on Nori's 
and DJ EFN's popular podcast, which premiered uh, the other day at like 10 p.m. on Revolt. Yay! Teased the appearance on Instagram, posting a clip of the podcast rotating logo soundtrack uh, soundtracked by his Donda Chant album intro a day earlier and excited Nori tweeted can't sleep like it's Christmas tomorrow he also revealed his Kanye inspired haircut in honor of the special guest I'm getting a special type of haircut for tomorrow he said this would mark Kanye's first major interview since his chart-topping album Donda was released in August. It's unclear what was discussed during, well, it is now clear, actually, um, during the interview. But he is going in on a beef with Drake and his divorce from Kim Kardashian are the potential hot topics. Okay, so I did get a chance to see the actual interview i know because i kind of wrote that one down when i was like oh he's gonna be on that and then i didn't do the show for the week and now you're getting that which is cool um i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying i promise y'all i am trying to find the highlight, like, it was it was good. It's definitely a good interview, but, and we'll get into some more Kanye stuff a little bit later, too. Um, but, Kanye, Kanye has this thing, like I've always said, and I've said it since the beginning when this was the Kickstand podcast, like, Kanye, for me, is a very love-hate kind of situation. And I think for this particular album, I feel very indifferent. I'm just like, uh, okay, Kanye, whatever, I guess. Um, He had a lot of points. He was kind of going a little bit over. A lot of points. I'm not going to say it was good points, but he had a lot of points. But he was kind of going all over the place with it and you kind of had to kind of follow it because there were moments where you're like ah, ah i don't fuck with i don't fuck with that that no that's and, and it's one of those things where i listened to this interview and i was really like oh that sounds problematic like i feel like there's gonna be an issue in the morning and lo and behold i was right <laughs> so and we'll get into more of that a little bit later moving on summer walker reveals potential Nicki minaj collaboration mm. Summer Walker's new album, Still Over It, has already dropped uh, with features from Cardi B, SZA, and Pharrell. Um, one name that is not currently on the track list is Nicki Minaj, but that may change. During a recent Instagram Live, Summer hinted that she and the Queen are working on a collaboration for an upcoming deluxe edition to the album. Quote, what y'all know about that Nikki feature? And quote, Summer responded after be uh, being asked by a fan. How y'all know? She said. Summer says she and Nikki have been in contact, but it's unclear if they actually recorded a song. Quote. That's up to Nikki. We spoke. I'm really excited to hear, uh, for her team to hit me back and everything she added. Quote, so, 
there might be a deluxe, there might be a video, there might be, there might not, but it's up to her. End quote. She remains hopeful to bring the song to life, quote, but we're going to see. Let's all pray, end quote. Still over it, the follow-up to Summer's 2019 debut features singles X for a Reason with JT, plus appearances from uh, Sierra, Lil Durk, Ari Lennox, and Omarion. Not going to lie to y'all, I'd be real hard on Summer Walker, especially... With the whole, um, you know, the antisocial or the, you know, all, all of that, the, um, social anxiety situation. I was kind of hard on her about that. However, uh, sip, hold on. Mm. However, the girl, the girl makes some music. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's the... I, she, if you really listen to the words in some of these songs, the girl makes some music. Like, that song with her and JT, I was like, oh, wait, wait a, wait a damn minute. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the whole album yet. I'm probably going, um, I might even do it after, after this, you know, just to put it into my soul. But I do, lo- I do like a little, I do like Summer Walker. I think, um, some things in her personal life are a little controversial. Um, her being an anti-vaxxer and again, that's just... Where I stand on it, I'm, I'm not even trying to push, again, I'm not trying to push anybody to get vaccinated, but I am very much so. At first I was, I was like, oh, get vaccinated, this, that, and that. Nah, whatever you choose to do with your life and your body is yours, just don't come around me with the shit all the time. I can't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been very lucky this year because the end of last year was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I will honestly say anybody who's been following my journey within my weight loss journey and all that stuff, I will say this. One, my weight loss has definitely helped me from getting sick. Um, Two, not only has that happened, but I've also, you know, been taking a lot of golden gummies, making sure, oh, I, speaking of which, I got to get those CMOS gummies. So I also had, you know, CMOS in my diet as well. I kind of changed up my diet. I stopped eating red meat. I stopped eating pork. And I haven't done that for over like nine months now. It's been nine? Yeah, about like, actually, it's been almost 10 months, actually, you know, um, of doing that. And I'm very proud of myself. I just, I really, honestly, truthfully don't miss it. I don't miss not being able to digest the shit. So, I'm good with that. I am definitely good with that. Um, But sometimes her views on all of that just kind of, it get a little iffy. I want her to feed her baby. I seen the pictures with her baby. Her baby look real small and that's not good. Baby, you better feed that baby for they call CPS on that ass, so you better do it. Uh, Jay-Z joins Instagram as we move on. Jay-Z joins Instagram for like two seconds, because that's that's it. Jay-Z said, fuck y'all niggas, I got billions, I don't give a shit. Uh, Jay-Z joins Instagram, it, I've said it a couple times, it's taken him six years, but Jay is officially back on Instagram. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, which is also a phenomenal feat, side note, and his speech was fucking incredible, you can check it out on YouTube, it is definitely a motivational 
just winning speech and i love the fact and i might even be talking about that uh a little bit later about him and dame as well which is good um launched his new instagram page on tuesday november 2nd under the at jay-z handle see y'all niggas can't take a real king out um in less than 24 hours he had over 2 million followers his instagram profile displays a throwback picture of young hove his first post was promoting the movie and soundtrack he produced the harder they fall i have not watched it yet i know i'm i'm i was actually kind of planning on watching it maybe this weekend or whatever but i will get into it no spoilers here this is not the spoiler show for it in his IG story, he shared a countdown to the Netflix premiere of the Western film, which stars Jonathan Majors, Idris Alba, and Regina King, along with Lakeith Stanfield, because they did not add him in that part of the article, but Lakeith Stanfield to give that man his props. Uh, Mr. Carter only follows one person, his wife, Beyonce, that's because he know better, who in turn now follows her husband. He becomes the first and only person to be followed by Beyonce, who hasn't followed anyone since she started her account in 2012. Fans may remember that Hove, Hove briefly joined the photo-sharing platform as Hova since 96 in... Uh, August 2015, he paid tribute to Michael Jackson on what would have been the King of Pop's 57th birthday. Happy birthday to the King, he said, he wrote, this may be my first and last post. That's a damn shame. <laughs> 12 hours and 100,000 followers later, the account has, uh, was deactivated. Jay-Z also, um, operates a Twitter page with 3 million followers under the SC handle or Sean Carter. Um, he recently tweeted after being inducted into the Rock of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is so dope. Like, that one, he's been inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would say if I, like, I know, uh, and that's another thing, that's another reason I miss my car because... Uh, excuse me, I need my serious XM. Like, what the fuck? Uh, but <laughs> one of the greatest things about him being inducted is just that it is showing us that you can, anybody who's watched Jay-Z's journey just really makes you feel like, oh, you can really come from nothing to something and you can't stop what you're doing. And I, and I am now not only saying that as someone just trying to be innovative to other people, but to understand that I need that for my own journey. So seeing that was a moment of, damn, we we are making it. We are pulling ourselves to a different standard and plateau. And it's not about, a lot of people have this tendency to be like, oh, but you just chasing for the white man's clout and this, that, that. It's not even about that. It's about, here's a level of a, a career that is spanning over almost 30 years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Roughly, very close to. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's amazing. It's holding true to it. And that even goes for Beyonce too, because you got to think about it. Like, yo, it's over 20 some odd years because I, what, me and Beyonce, well, Beyonce just turned 40. So Beyonce is two years older than I am. So when she was 
uh, 16, I was 14 years old and we were listening to Destiny's Child. Like, that's great. And we're talking late 90s all the way up into the new millennium. Like, these people have changed the landscape and the game forever. No matter what you say as a rapper or a new rapper trying to like, oh, let's change it up. Let, oh, let's do something different. No matter what you say, these people that I'm talking about now have changed and set that landscape ablaze. Artists that were set before them, they, they acknowledged, they knew, they understood, and even put into the forefront of what it was in the 90s. And then trajectored, that's my new word for trajectored it. To the fucking top. Shout out the hove. Shout out the hove. Moving on. Missy Elliott receives star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Where are you at, people? This is exactly what I'm talking about. The rap icon cemented her legendary, legendary. Read these words again. The rap. Icon cemented her legendary status. I had to read it like that for y'all so you understood. When she received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Monday, November 8th. Friends and family gathered on Hollywood Boulevard to pay tribute to the 50-year... 50! 50-year-old... Grammy-winning rapper, songwriter, and producer who is who was honored by Sierra Lizzo and her manager Mona Scott Young during a live-streamed induct- in- induction ceremony. I just like had a whole burp right there. I'm so sorry. Lizzo took to the stage while reciting her idol's work it lyrics. You are the brightest, quote, you are the brightest star in the universe, she told Missy before breaking down in tears. I, side note, completely understand that. When you are looking at somebody who, again, changed the landscape and then not only changed the landscape, changed the landscape for you as a big girl. That shit is phenomenal. Quote, I watched you, uh, yeah, I watched you my entire life and I saw a superstar in you, but I also saw myself. You live so bold and so beautifully and so unapologetically and so out loud. You have no idea what you have done for so many black girls. End quote. Sierra also paid tribute to her one-two-step collaborator, quote, We define music genres such as R&B, hip-hop, and pop. And there's a genre of Missy, she said, quote, She says, uh, like she says in her classic song, We Run This, My style can't be duplicated or recycled. There's only one Missy, end quote. Mm, that gave me chills. That's so dope. Even LL Cool J says some stuff about it. Like, yo, just hearing it on The Breakfast Club, I cannot, I can't wait to, to watch it again because it makes me happy. Um, following the touching tributes, an emotional Missy took the podium to reflect on her iconic career. Quote, through the grace of God and faith, 
I kept going. If I hadn't, I wouldn't be standing here. Quote. Um, I come over, yeah, I come here 20 some odd years ago and saw and walked past all these stars and just imagine it's just a blessing to bring, to dream big and it truly happened. End quote. She dedicated the honor to her sisters in hip hop, including Queen Latifah, Moni Love, Chirac, Angie Stone, Roxanne Shantae, Yo-Yo, MC Light, and salt and Pepper. All of y'all who started before me because y'all are the backs that we stand on. Y'all are the foundation, said Missy. Y'all ran so we could walk. Y'all stood up for something so we could sit comfortably. So I thank y'all for this moment. Amazing, amazing. I keep telling y'all, I, Missy deserves, Missy deserves so much. When you are talking about an industry that told her, you too fat, you too black, you not, you not attractive. As a matter of fact, the very first thing that, that we heard of that was put out literally was, the rave this is before way before when raven simone was a young little girl and in she was rapping and missy rapped next to her on the track but the video go back and research it the video has some light-skinned chick this that and the third and speaking of which god forgive me i'm about to go off on that bitch fuck you wendy williams so sorry the reason why I say this, I know Wendy going through her shit and I get that. And, and God, please, 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 please let Wendy get the healing and the help that she needs because I definitely pray for those that I slay. But fuck that bitch. The reason why I say that shit is because when it came down to that goddamn Aaliyah movie that Aaliyah never forget the Aaliyah movie that we all noticed that Timbaland looked, the guy that played Timbaland looked nothing like Timbaland. And then you had a light skinned Missy Elliott in an Adidas tracksuit and she was thin. Like, bitch, you played yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. See, somebody need to fight Wendy ass in the middle of the fucking street. That's that bullshit. That shit, that was disrespectful. But all in all, Missy has definitely overcome. You know, she, she still, of course, has Graves disease and, um, you know, she's just fighting so hard and doing so well. And not only that, you can, uh, you can say what you want to. That motherfucker look like she is aging backwards. She looks so fucking amazing. So, Missy, we love you. You know, I love you here on this show. Congratulations. It's fucking awesome. Moving on. Chris Brown may be dropping new music next week. I'm hoping. Kinda sold. I am hoping because it's been a minute. It has been a minute. I also, God forgive me for saying this, this is so wrong, but I hope that Chris ain't on them cracks, because that motherfucking cheekbone line is looking mighty sharp these days. Anyway, breezy season is approaching. Chris Brown appears to be teasing new music. He uploaded a space-themed video on his Instagram story on Monday. They may offer a glimpse into the breezy era. The clip reads... 
incoming transmission and includes a long bar underneath the date 1111 which would actually be good because 1111 is like the reset it's like a reset a recharge those numbers that's what that means he did not reveal what is dropping on november 11th which today is november 9th so we have a couple more days i'm excited but fans are hopeful for new music whether a single or his long-awaited album breezy quote that breezy era starting to heat up chris wrote while promoting his recent remix to uh kalipa gray's galesis you know what don't get don't get me the line in july he hinted that new music was coming Quote, when I drop this shit, I hope your ears are ready, he told fans. End quote. Chris announced his 10th album. Damn, 10? What What have I been doing? This is a lot. This, uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, his 10th album, Breezy, the follow-up to his 2019 Indigo back in July 2020 and teased the short film of the same name. He can also be heard on Mario's single Get Back. I'm kind of low-key excited, low-key high-key excited for Chris to come back. I definitely want I think the game has been missing some Chris Brown. I want to see what this new sound would sound like. Um, it has, it really, honestly, truthfully, it has been a minute. It, it's been a wee bit of time and we need to we need to have that come on back, uh, cause <clears throat> I'm here for it, but I'm just, I just don't, I just, I just, I, what I don't want you to do, please, sir, please, attention spans are low and ain't nobody got time for it. Don't give me no double album and wait like 90 years to decide that you want to put something else out. I'm just saying. All right, moving on. Dame Dash wants to end feud with Jay-Z. Dame Dash is ready to end feud with Jay-Z. The Rockefeller Records co-founders have been at odds for 20 years, but Jay-Z put their differences aside when he thanked Dame during the induction speech at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Saturday. Quote, shout out to Dame. I know we don't see eye to eye, but I can never erase your accomplishments. And I appreciate you and thank you for that, Jay-Z said. While also acknowledging Rockefeller co-founder Cameron Briggs Burke, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for our journey. Thank you. Thank you. You uh, for the contributions to this journey. Dope. See, I think Jay-Z's a really good guy. Personally, I think that, I think Jay-Z's, he's a really good girl dad. I think he, um, I think he's funnier now. Um, cause you really gotta listen to some of the shit Jay-Z will say. Cause, um, even on, I think it was the, the top off song, he was like, I ain't. <laughs> and yo just said, I ain't. And it was the way in which he said it. I was like, yo, he got, he got jokes. And I feel like he tell dad jokes now. For some reason in my head, I feel like he tell, he tell dad jokes. After hearing Jay-Z extend a olive branch, Dame says he's ready to put their beef to bed. It was beautiful. Quote, it was beautiful. 
um dash told page six quote i'm glad he said it for the culture we need to squash everything so hopefully if that was an extended olive branch i'll spin on well i'll I'll spin one back end quote quote i have no beef with him if he has no beef with me let's get the lawyers out of it then let's talk like men i definitely appreciate it end quote their fallout intensified after dame attempted to auction off jay-z's debut album reasonable doubt as a nft resulting in a pair of lawsuits dash fire back calling jay-z a liar and a bully quote we should not be defined he uh, said dash we have accomplished too much to be beefing there ain't no way i'm never going to gonna not consider him my brother it's just that we don't see eye to eye dash also reflected on his historic moment quote that means I'm in the Hall of Fame, he said. Whether we cool or not, him getting to the Hall of Fame is major. So congratulations to us. Congratulations to him. And thank you to him for keep, for, uh, thank you for keep working so hard to where he got to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Anything he can do to make me great. So thank you for even uh continuing to strive and he keeps my name alive end quote their fallout intensified whatever i already wrote read that i must have put that in here twice uh yeah so that's really dope that is dope i'm about to say it again um that's really dope (laughs) so so no I, i like i like that i think this is what okay this is gonna go into two things because i'm thinking about it um one Mm-mm. Again, I take sips on this damn show because, again, it's just me and ain't nobody else talking. So what the fuck? I got the drink. Um, I think that hip hop is now in. It's no longer in its infancy. It's no longer in its adolescence. No longer in its preteen stage. It's actually in a very mature stage for the elder statesman and i think that we have to get to a point with the elder statesman that everybody is showing everybody flowers because yo really honestly the big thing is that tomorrow's not promised and everybody is is aware of that um and i think that especially with covid and everything that has happened recently we are all getting to this point where we like okay look check this out i'm not going to my grave with the beef and the bullshit, okay? Actually, this is gonna spin into three things. So that was that was number one. And number two, um, I put mine first before I go into the third one. Um, having said all of that, I have also personally, so y'all can get a little insight with me, have also squashed the the at least four year beef that I've had with my own father. Like we actually had a conversation. I think I actually may have talked about that on the other one. And I'm very proud of that though. I'm very, very proud of that. I'm very proud of myself. I'm 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 proud of myself for listening to God and saying, look, you gotta do what you gotta do. Cause tomorrow is not promise and, and next week could be anything and I've I'm taking every day day by day. Lastly, 
as great as all of this is for the culture, this is why I go back to the little Kim Nicki Minaj thing and the verses and all of that. You want to talk about Nicki, how you do cultural shifts and like Anaconda was a cultural reset and this, that, and the third. All of those things are great, but if you don't make good on the rest of the things that also show the growth in it with you barreling down on on the um on the head knob of 40 like I, I need you to understand that you know you also have to be the change that you want to see so I really would hope that Nikki would get there I know that the barbs be like nah the queen is the queen that yeah 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 that's all good but here's the thing and this is the same thing that I thought for Kim you cannot be a queen if you do not hold your throne accordingly. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, if you don't hold your throne to the utmost standard, you cannot be a queen. And Jay-Z shows you how to be a king. No matter how much beef he had with Dame, he can never not recognize the fact that Dame put him and helped him to be in the position that he was in because there could have been a minute just like there have been many artists like even like usher and stuff like that like in the beginning like yo some usher trey songs these were dudes that were going to get dropped and they'll tell you they was like yo i had to get it together i was going to get dropped and so sometimes it takes a, a special person to bring them into the forefront and say yo you're this great you're this dope you are freaking amazing. And I'm I'm ready for the world to see it. And then it takes for that person to move into a bigger and, and higher atmosphere within themselves. You know, um, just like with Missy Elliott and Mona Scott Young, where Missy didn't, this industry tainted Missy. Missy was like, nah, I'm not doing this. And she still, Mona was like, yo, you need to be your own solo artist and look at where she's run with it. And then these are still the same people that you look back at and they still have your back and they're still there. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of Jay-Z for the third and probably final time, I'm assuming. Yeah, this is the final time. This is our last story. Um, Jay-Z reacts to Kanye West's Drink Champs interview and copycat comments about Just Blaze. This is what I was talking about, y'all, where I was like, some of this shit was cringe-worthy. Kanye West is not only taking aim at Big Sean and Drake, but also had words for Just Blaze. I don't know why I read like that. Don't judge me. During his infamous Dream Champs interview with Nori, um, Nori asks Ye to choose between Swiss Beats and his fellow Blueprint producer. Swiss Beats definitely because Just Blaze is a copycat, Ye responded. He gets a credit for the blueprint and I did the first half of the blueprint and he just copied my half. Look where I am at today. Look at where he at today. That comment right there. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm stop for that saying. That was the comment. <coughs> Excuse me. That was the comment that literally had me be like, mmm. You so above yourself, sir. You so above yourself. And you are moving recklessly. Like, I don't... First of all, 
where are you at? Nigga, you promoting homelessness. <laughs> Start there. You know, I'm sorry. His home is in his children. You're promoting houselessness. And I'm just like, I don't, I just don't know. And I, and it's going to be some whole tab niggas that's going to fuck with this shit. But I'm just like, bro, I don't, I don't know. Um, while promoting Netflix's The Harder They Fall on Twitter's, uh, on the Twitter space, Jay-Z reacted to Kanye's explosive interview, quote, Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and everyone can see things through their own lens. Some of it could be true, some of it may not be true, but that's the lens that you see it through. So it's just speaking to your truth, he said, end quote. The Rock Nation boss said he saw a a couple... A couple pieces from the interview, including Yee's copycat comment about Just Blaze, who produced Blueprint's hit hits, including Song Cry and Girls, Girls, Girls. Quote, the Just Blaze thing was a bit unfair because if you're making an album, if you're creating an album and assignment... Uh, uh, and the assignment is soul samples. Everyone's coming with soul. <laughs> You're trying to make a cohesive piece of music. I don't think anyone was copying off of anyone. Added Hove, the baby was the blueprint. And I think everyone should be uh, praised for what we created. It's something we should all be proud of. Just Blaze also responded to Kanye's copycat allegations in the statement on Instagram that states, Well, that's unfortunate. I'm only addressing this publicly because it was stated publicly. I'm not here for mudslinging. I'm just a bit confused and disappointed, he began. Quote, None of what was said tonight regarding me fits with any of our history or previous interactions, particularly in light of a very recent attempt to work together again. Through recent years, he has reached out to collaborate on various projects, including a much-rumored collaborative project that he was looking for me to handle a good amount of it. It unfortunately never saw the light of day due to reasons unrelated to me. Most recently, a couple of months back, I wrote up to a literal red alert from his people that he was looking for me for his last album in the 11th hour. We tried to pull things off, but it was way too last minute. End quote. Quote again. Regarding that one comment, respectively, uh, respectfully, I'm happy for him and the fact that he has succeeded in the ways he wanted to, but not everyone wants to be where he is. Everyone's definition of personal success is a bit different. I'm quite happy where I am creatively with my family and my life in general. We were a part of history together and I wish him well and continued success. During his Drink Champs interview, he has... um, also, at, was also asked if he would do a versus against Jay Z. Quote, nah, because that's the boss. 
he said, I would never go against Jay. Um, okay, so that's what I was talking about earlier. I was definitely talking about where there was just a level of confusion all up in there, and a lot of that was unnecessary. And just Blaze so eloquently just said, look, check this out. I don't want to be, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to be where Kanye is. Kanye is in between a rock, a hard place, heaven hell like it's just he in between a lot and don't nobody want to be there there is this there is a level of discernment that most people have like just blaze like yo my my level of success was what it was and when he did the blueprint and he also helped i think he also helped on the black album too like yo he's good just was like yo this is what i want to do i'm i'm good <laughs> I'm, I'm gucci like everybody don't want that type of success because here's the thing if Just Blaze is happy with his family, the money that he's made, still making music, this, that, and the third, whatever, and he good with his investments, and he's also out of the public eye, he ain't worried about why he living from place to place, because that was already some bullshit. Go back and watch the interview, because why would you, why are you, li- you're living out of a duffel bag and we, and we call that cool. Like, sir, you still need shelter. Okay, this nomad shit that you're doing, mm, yeah, y'all niggas try that shit if you want to, and most of you would never be able to handle it. So kudos to Yay on that, but it is what it is. Um, then in addition, like, Just Blaze also is not going through a quote unquote publicity divorce. We won't call the shit a spade a spade. A spade. It's a publicity divorce. It, it doesn't work anymore after the show. The only reason that it's even talked about is because now it, it promotes the album. It'll be talked about if they get back together because that'll be the next thing that she doing. If they break up again, it'll be something else that he's doing. It's a publicity shit. And they probably could only do it for the next, like, four years. Three or four years before it gets completely old with people. And I, I give it that long of a, of, of a, a time frame because people are still going to talk about it. And it's going to be something. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something stupid. It's going to be all of the things. So maybe nobody wants to live that life, Jay-Z. Huh. <laughs> Ever thought about that? All right, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to be right back with what y'all already see. The caption of this episode. All right, y'all, I'm going to be right back. And you know when I be right back, that just means I'm probably just going to cut into the next thing. Don't judge me. Sometimes I just want to take a break, stop, take a drink, and then come on back. All right, y'all. All right, y'all, welcome back. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all know the vibes. I hate saying that. I really do, but y'all know what it is. Anyway, all right, so this week's episode, of course, we are going over the Notorious K-I-M. This is a classic. To be honest with you, we're going to go over some real interesting stuff that I found on some websites, and we're going to talk about it. Let's go in. We're going to go in, hopefully, if I can get to where I need to be. I was looking over all the stuff. Okay, there we go. The Notorious K.I.M. is the second studio album by American rapper Little Kim. It was released on June 27th, 2000 by Atlantic Records and was her first album on her label Queen Bee Entertainment. It debuted at number four on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, selling 229,000 copies in its first week, uh, achieving Little Kim's highest peak 
and biggest week sales, which again, sounds like a little bit, but it was 2000. I mean, it sounds like a lot now as far as hard copy sales, but it definitely was a big opening week. Um, highest peak and biggest first week sales and reached the top of the top R&B and hip hop albums charts. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, a commercial success, a notorious KIM was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, on August 2nd, 2000. It was the best-selling female rapping rapper album in 2000 with sales over 1.4 million copies in the United States. To date, the Notorious KIM has sold over 5.1 million copies worldwide. The album spawned two singles that attain moderate billboard chart success leading single no matter what they say peaked at number 60 on the u.s billboard top 100s and number 15 on the hot r&b hip-hop songs chart the second single how many licks featuring r&b singer from baltimore cisco performed uh similarly similarly reaching the bottom half of the top 100s. Mm. Now, um, I'm mad that there was definitely a conflict. I would have loved to see what that video for how many licks would have looked like with Cisco in it, but apparently there were scheduling conflicts there. All right, so production and title. In a 1999 interview with Black Book magazine, Kim stated that she was thinking about naming the album Queen Bitch. The title of a song from her debut album, Hardcore, but decided against it as Missy Elliott had used She's a Bitch and did not want any anybody being confused. In uh, dedication to the notorious B.I.G., the notorious K.I.M. was in memorial to the late rapper. She states, I felt Biggie's spirit while I was working on this album. I thought it was a perfect name for the album. Also, I am known in a notorious way, my style and lyrics. I've been known in a notorious way for over years. Kim told Jet Magazine. This album to me is more creative and more versatile than my last album. I think that's what people have been looking for. My whole image to me, the reason why I came out with Hardcore, the sexy thing was to make me different from other female rappers that was out at the time. That's exactly what I'm trying to do now is make myself different because now we have a lot of rappers doing the same thing. And I did when I came and I didn't do it when I came out the first time. What I'm trying to do is separate myself again from the rappers that are out now. Little Kim told MTV News in the 2000 interview, Kim explained to MTV News that she accept, attempted to collaborate with the original producers of Hardcore, but she was not satisfied, satisfied with the final project. Quote, some of the producers that I worked with, they just don't know what I wanted, didn't know what I wanted. 
So I worked with new producers this time and I kind of told them what I wanted. End quote. Kim told MTV production for the album was handled primarily by Mario Yellowman Winans, uh, Fury Richard Young Lord and Fearson Rated R, Rockwalder, uh, Duran Limitless, Henson, Chef, and Kanye West, and Timberland. So the artwork, the artwork used for the album was shot by David LaChapelle. Mm. <clears throat> the album cover was originally intended to be a picture of Little Kim nude and covered in Louis Vuitton logos. But, and I do actually remember that picture, as a matter of fact, because that picture circulated beforehand. But then, um, sorry, I lost my place. But then, editor-in-chief of Interview Magazine, Ingrid Sushi, whatever, so sorry, butcher that name, uh, saw the picture at a gallery exhibition of La Chapelle's work, and instead... In, insisted that it be used for the magazine before the album's release the image was used for the cover of the November 1999 issue of Interview alright so let's go into what happened as far as some of the delays in hardcore in the summer of 1999 12 songs from the notorious KIM were widely available through internet file sharing services and bootleg outlets as a result, Kim went back into the recording studio and recorded 11 songs in three weeks. The set's release was delayed for from several scheduled dates. August 17th and November 9th, 1989 and April 25th, 2020. Due to bootlegging and legal problems involving her record label in a statement to Entertainment Weekly, Kim explained, I want to put out the best album possible for my fans and I needed more time in the studio to do this. Sean Combs also explained, I am a, perfect, a perfectionist, and so is Kim, and we will only put out an album when it's right. Um, that is actually dope, but yeah, I definitely heard that there were a lot of legal troubles and a lot of bootlegging, and then that was around the time of Napster, you know, the internet was brand new, um, the, people weren't as tight-lipped as they are now, um, NDAs probably weren't really a big thing back in the 2000s, so you kind of, you got that there. Alright, so some of the singles. The Notorious K.I.M. spawned two singles. The lead album's first single, No Matter What They Say, made it to the bottom half of the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts, with it peaking at number 60, um, Kim's latest, least successful single at the time. It reached number 15 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, number 6 on the Hot Rap Tracks chart, and number 35 on the UK singles chart. The second single from the album, How Many Licks, featured Cisco and underquoted the success with peak positions of 75 and 36, respectively, on the Hot 100s and the Hot R&B slash Hip Hop songs. A third single, Hold On, featuring Mary J. Blige, was a uh, service to U.S. radios only. Ooh. That was kind of low. Kind of low. But 
All in all, I will say this for this particular album, and we'll go over that within the track listing when we go into it. It is actually one of the ones that if you go back on it, it's like, oh, this ain't really, it's not as bad as it seems. And there are a couple of songs, and there's uh, a one part that I really had to talk about that's gonna make you, make you laugh about that. The Notorious KIM received, oh, sorry, we're on critical reception. The, the Notorious KIM received mixed and positive reviews from most professional music critics. Slant Magazine critic Sal, I ain't going to pronounce his last name, but it was like Kanik Mani. Uh, comments to the albums uh, combines essential hip-hop, essential sex, guns, drugs, and cash with a strange sense of vulnerability. And states her song, Hold On, is a touching tribute to the late rapper. Um, despite ventures into solemn territory and gangster rap, the album continues down Kim's path of female sexual liberation. Entertainment Weekly journalist um, gave the album a B-plus start, stating the notorious K.I.M., brags of oral of oral sex is um complemented by strong often lush production and um damn can't swallow my damn spit surprisingly witty samples and uh interpolations day powers of pop matters called the album overdone he stated, uh, what Kim has overdone on this album is the champ. She's almost become a, um, satire of herself. Oh, and says even her props to big loose, uh, loose loses their sentimental value for being too easily commercial and convenient. Mm. Um, in the all music review for the album, Jason Breckheimer, who, by the way, you'll hear his name quite frequently on a lot of the stuff that we do and we talk about, stated that Biggie had played a large role in the success of Hardcore and his absence here is gasping. Jam music critic Mike Ross stated that the album Failed to live up to the hype. Rolling Stone journalist Robert Sheffield gave the album three stars, called the album too weak and retro, and also said the vocal samples of the Notorious B.I.G. just made you mourn the man and his moments, neither of which is ever coming back. Despite the album's flaws, critics remained impressed with her raunchy lyrics and attitude. Sheffield states, Little Kim still has an admirable, tough, and nasty mouth on her, and it's good to hear a queen bee sting. Mm. Um, my, my thoughts on some of that. So, real quick, I... I agree that this album was, it was kind of coming off the cusp of, um, 
like right after Biggie dying, and so you like yeah, nine, like ninety seven, going back in the studio. You get ninety eight, ninety nine, then you get to like the two thousand era, and like music is shifting and changing at this point, and you're kind of like, okay, Kim, you've had the three year hiatus, three or four year hiatus. What are we gonna do? And can you do this without Biggie? And a lot of females go, you know, into uh, the sophomore jinx, and many of them, and Kim was actually like. I want to say, to be honest with you, like that catalyst of the female sophomore jinx and then coming harder on La Bella Mafia, which we did, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Foxy, I be- also believe, had that same issue, too, where like Il Nana was great and Jay-Z's influence on it was really big. And then going to China White and China White was like, eh. but I'm, I'm and I may even touch on China White for real, because actually China White was actually looking back at it it's not as bad as it seems it's a couple it's still a couple of cuts on there that, that i'm like okay and you know fox does what she does i'm gonna definitely i might china white might be next week i don't know don't quote me on that and again don't quote me it'll be next week y'all know how this go all right let's go over some of the tracks real quick so first track starts off little drummer boy which features CeeLo green of goody mob and red man and it's basically a court case one of the things that i like about kim I love that, like, this just, it started and it felt different immediately. And it was something that was amazingly different. And it's funny because even when you start the track, it's very silent in the beginning. And you're just like, did I just get a blank CD? What the fuck is this? Because that's the the first thought. Your first thought is like, nigga, did y'all just hand me a blank ass CD? What the fuck is this? This is some bullshit. Um, Custom Made was good. She was like, everything I get is custom made. And then who's number one? Uh, track number four was Suck My Dick. Okay, here is the story about Suck My Dick and what happened for me. So, I was in health class. And Miss um, Wiseman, who, when I tell you, is utterly one of the best teachers and was one of the best health teachers that we ever had in our life. So, of course, sex was very taboo. All of the things that y'all do, y'all young kids do now, and thotting, and all type of shit. Like, all of that was not in our lexicon as teenagers. It just was not. Um, (laughs) So, I remember she said, bring two songs. And one week we'll play the songs that make you happy and fall in love. And to this day, I really don't remember what that the happy song was that it was for me. I don't, I don't, I really don't remember. Damn. That, that's something that's just out of it. But I don't remember what was the happy song for me. And then he said, bring your most angriest or raunchiest song. And so, mind you, this is 2000. So I was every bit of like in the 11th grade because 2001, I had graduated from high school. So I remember it was my day in health class to play my song. And this was the song that I chose. Singing lyric for lyric. When I tell y'all that Miss Wasserman could not shut that door fast enough, my nigga. Like, that shit was fucking hilarious. Because you got, all you hear is, nigga, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Who you talking to? Why you acting like a bitch? Because y'all niggas ain't shit. And if I was a dude, I tell y'all, suck my dick. Like, when I tell you 
literally Miss Watson could not close that motherfucking door fast enough. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and to add insult to injury, this is how I knew that I would always be a great talker, a great, you know, debater, this, that, and the third, and always look at things from a different perspective inside because we literally, that song took up the whole class period. It took up the whole class period. So shout out to little Kim and suck my dick. Um, single black female, eh. Um, I did like Revolution, which actually had Grace Jones and Little C's on it. Again, another one of those kind of like storytelling situations. And I love that about Kim. Cause again, that's something that you're not getting. You're not getting anymore. You're not getting story. You can't get stories in two minutes and some change. You're not getting that. Um, how many licks with Cisco? Notorious KIM, no matter what they say, which of course, um, how many licks, no matter what they say are, are the big singles. Um, she don't love you. Queen bitch part two. Queen bitch part two was kind of eh, a little iffy, but um, and that was yeah. The she don't love you was a shit. She's like, I bet you she don't fuck you like you know I fuck you, and it was very like hard rock and roll. I'm gonna go over. The, I think I might be able to. No, I didn't go over the samples. Um, let's see. I don't mess with me. Um, number 12, number 13, Do What You Like, yes, with Junior Mafia, um, Off The Wall featuring Lil C's, Right Now featuring Carl Thomas, actually, all of this shit, if I'm hearing it in my head, is actually a bop right now, I will play it, but we, we not gonna get no copyright strikes at this point, um, Right Now featuring Carl, Carl Thomas, um, Aunt Dot, which was another one of the storytelling ones. And, and literally the shit was about a period. It was about, it was literally about the period. Hold on. And I'm human. So this was not, um, a, a part, this is part of the, my good school days, uh, situation. I loved, loved these days. This was, I remember when this came out, this is actually right before I broke my leg. Um, I had broke my leg and split my leg into in my my tibula and fibula into into two, um, and I was working at both Burger King and Krispy Kreme because I was a hustler and still am a hustler at this point. Um, and I remember listening to that the whole summer. I listened to this all summer long, and I still love this to this day. I probably can recite pretty much every lyric on all of these songs the only one i really don't listen to like that is hold on hold on is a little bit it's, it's a little bit too deep and i feel like mary just is is giving all she got on it and kim seems like she's gonna break down at every moment on there so it's one of the it's probably maybe the hardest track to really listen to um for that and really honestly in the little kim saga situation i think the only thing that we have left is the naked truth um and i would do nine but i i don't think i'm ever really going to do nine on this show because nine right now is so recent and in addition to nine being recent it's not as iconic as the first four albums so the last one will be the naked truth of course uh whenever we get to that and we will um but all in all i love i do love this album despite what the critics had said at the time and I was, I remember kind of being younger and being like, I really 
don't know how I feel about this album, but I mean, it's still shit. It's still, you know, I'm glad to see she back. And, you know, it's it's just a moment. And there's so many other uh, great albums like Red Man and Met the Man were out at the time. And like the 2000s were bringing like 2000, not the, the 2000s as a total, but just that year was bringing in so much music. As a matter of fact, Thong Song, <laughs> Jesus, the Thong Song was everywhere. Um, and yes, even in 2001, the following year later, I still was, we were still dancing at it at my, at my prom. So absolutely, um, shout out to Cisco. You know, I think he even like did the little something on Instagram recently with this and bought it back. But yeah, shout out to Cisco for that. Um, shout out to Drew Hill in, in general for being a beacon of light that you could be singing at the fudgery and maybe, keep sweat people will find you which is awesome that's a whole other thing and we'll eventually do drew hill uh when we get here too so once again if y'all like the commentary if y'all like what y'all hear if you love me even through the mess ups and the flub ups i appreciate it but make sure that y'all put a sneaker in your comments um you can like share and subscribe because it costs you what nothing no things absolutely nothing and you know I enjoy doing this. Like, this is part of my passion, part of what I want to do with my life. And um, I've always wanted to do radio and to get a chance to do my own thing and be as uninhibited as I want to. Fuck it. It is so great. Don't forget you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music, which now means you need a uh, Google Podcast Player, the Purple Podcast Player, Spotify, and the YouTube channel, which more things will be coming back. I know I've said it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Just trying to get my creative juices back, but a lot of it has been flowing really well. And Retrograde has ended, and hopefully these damn single mother dears is over, and I can get all of this shit done. I am thriving in my shit right now. I'm just trying to get my life together, so hoping for it. Don't forget about that kick that lyric. We're going to post it. Make sure that's up for y'all. Um, so now, y'all have just kicked it with the young of the smooth. Now, don't you feel better about it? I know the fuck you do. You better shit it because you just sat there for an hour. And I love y'all niggas for it. I do. I appreciate y'all. Y'all listen to shit. I appreciate you. All right, y'all. Yeah.